This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Marcus Golden, born on March 13, 1991, was signed by the New York Football Giants this offseason as a free agent from the Arizona Cardinals. And he looks to return to his status as an elite edge rusher like he was in James Betcher's 2016 system. This is Previewing the Giants. David, how are you doing today on this fine episode of Previewing the Giants? I was doing great until that. You didn't like that? That was that was odd. It was like a mixture of me singing, but then in turned it turned into a very odd southern accent. I don't know which which I'd prefer less, that or the uh the Boston accent for uh, Dave Gettleman. I could walk out of this bar and get hit by a car. You'll know what's going to happen. That was really good, except for that last part. You out of nowhere, you you went with like some very different accent at the end there. But that was that was bar and car was really good. Well, that's because that's easy. Uh, you make you make it look very difficult. Wait, that's a sound bite that I have to add to the soundboard. What's that? Eli and I had a no holds bad conversation. Oh boy. All right, so we're going to add that to the soundboard. Note to self, in my brain. David, how's your headspace entering to this episode before we get started on Marcus Golden? You have to say this very quickly. Um, the headspace is poor. Uh, I'm very tired. Uh, long day at work, you know, on the grind, ball and chain, the whole nine yards. Um, but I'm ready. I'm ready for a uh, preview of the Giants. Let's do it. Okay, so Marcus Golden, new edge rusher new toy that James Betcher gets to play with. You know, he's not a new toy. He's a human being. Let's uh, we're, we're a person, we're a person first, uh person first podcast here. So golden went to Afton high school in Afton, Missouri. Uh, fun fact, John Goodman, famous actor is also an alumni there. Now, David, you have a fun fact about Missouri that I'm sure you want to share. Yes. I couldn't find anything about, um, anything of any worth about Marcus Golden's high school experience. But what I could find was that Missouri has the eighth highest life life expectancy in the United States at 77.5 years. That's fantastic. Now, Justin, really quick, what state has the highest? Now, it's definitely not New York. It absolutely is not New York. It has to be a southern state. I'm going to need a guess soon. Alabama. Hawaii. Wow. Leave it to the United States. The the state that has the highest life expectancy is the only one. Well, not the only one, but the one that's like the furthest away from everybody else. But also, you have to remember Hawaii is Hawaii is very in a very dangerous spot because, God forbid, there's a volcano that goes off. The life expectancy goes down the drain. It would plummet, yes, but it's 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 a high risk, high reward kind of thing that only happens once every so often. That is true. That is true. Kind of like Marcus Golden getting a sack last year. Oh, wow. Thank you. That Thank was you. that. That was a. That was a plus. Thank you. A plus right there. Oh, I did it again <laughs> yeah, by accident. Too. Oh, I did it by accident. Um. So Marcus Golden, he went to Afton High School in Missouri. He was a running back in high school. He had quite the high school career. Uh, he was a running back in high school. Uh, he was a record-setting running back and linebacker 
As a senior, he ran he ran for a record of two thousand two hundred and sixty four yards and thirty touchdowns, while also making one hundred and eight tackles and ten sacks. His junior season saw him recording uh, a school record one hundred and sixty eight tackles and sixteen sacks. <laughs> That's like an insane number. That's like your created player on Madden. I was gonna say that's that's like when you make a created player and you move all the user sliders up to like ninety seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then he went to the University of Missouri. He was a second round draft pick by the Arizona Cardinals uh, of the two thousand fifteen NFL draft in college. Uh, at Missouri, Golden had a pass rushing productivity rating of 12.5 versus power five opponents. So he was going up against the best of the best in that metric, which was fourth best among four, three defensive ends in 2015. During his rookie season, he had a 69.5 pro football focus grade. Now remember Lorenzo Carter had a rookie grade below 65. So uh, Marcus Golden actually had a 69.5 pro football focus grade, which was better than Lorenzo Carter. And according to pro football focus, he was the most productive rookie pass rusher from 2015. He received a pass rushing productivity grade of 12.4 after his rookie year, which ranked high above others like Vic Beasley, Leonard Williams, Henry Anderson of Indianapolis and Eddie Goldman of Chicago. At the conclusion of the 2016 season, which the 2016 season was his absolute breakout year, his second year, Golden was the only player from the 2015 draft class with at least 50 QB pressures in each of his first two seasons, according to Pro Football Focus. He had a total of 53 QB pressures after his 2016 season, and just to be clear, 53 QB pressures just in 2016. In 2016, he took a huge jump, finished with the 81.5 pro football focus grade. In 2016, he finished with 12 and a half sacks, 51 combined tackles, 41 solo, 16 tackles for loss, and 22 QB hits. Now, in 2017, unfortunately, four games into the four games into his season, he tore his ACL. And during the Giants Huddle podcast, he talked extensively how that impacted him and his ability to be an effective player during the 2018 season, which he was coming back, which not only was he coming off that injury, but he was also adjusting to a new system, which had him playing at defensive end instead of a 3-4 edge outside linebacker. So during that interview, he actually talked over and over again, kind of an interesting quote. Once you stand up as an outside linebacker in a new system, you don't want to put your hand back in the ground. So Marcus Golden was actually asked to put his hand back in the ground once James Betcher actually left the Arizona Cardinals and came, lo and behold, to the New York Football Giants. So during that interview, during that Giants huddle interview, he talked about getting his sea legs back in 2018. And that was and how it was a huge adjustment coming back from that torn ACL. And he didn't feel like he was the same player He was before that injury. The entire season, he pretty much did not feel like he was 100%. And he finished with a pro football focus grade in 2018 of 52.3. It it was bad. Like, it was was bad. You know, you watch, (laughs) it was pretty bad. You watch that film, and he, he just doesn't look like the same football player. But he was candid. He was transparent in that interview about how he just did not feel Right. And now that he is back with the Giants, he says he feels right. He says he's ready to rock and roll. And also just uh, I I know I'm talking a lot, David, but I'm very excited about Marcus Golden. I'm excited for the potential that he could bring to this team. 
he's a grinder. And I've said this on the podcast before in an episode where we were just uh, maybe bringing him up just in passing. But the dude, if you listen to that interview, he is dedicated to his craft. He is a film junkie. He's dedicated to watching his opponents, watching what works in his defenses. He's dedicated to mentoring the younger pass rushers and mentoring the younger guys on the defensive line because he's been there, David. Even though this is his fourth year in the league and one of the seasons his was... He had a torn ACL. 2015, he was successful. In 2016, he was even more successful. So he's been there in the league. David, I've talked a lot about Marcus Golden, but those are some of his stats, and I want to hear your thoughts. I actually, I have very simple thoughts about Marcus Golden. So you look at the body of work he's put forward thus far. 2015, rookie season, productive rookie season by all accounts. Solid, solid rookie season. 2016, obviously breaks out, plays probably upper echelon outside linebacker. The, I, I think the narrative from Marcus Golden needs to be, it's very simple. It's 2015, 2016, he was in a system. He was clearly working in that system. And then he gets hurt. He gets hurt. And the coach that he, that he came up and got indoctrinated to the system that clearly worked, that coach left. Those two things combined create two very unproductive years. I think that's very simple. So the, my main way of looking at a guy like Golden, and that's the way this is the way I look at a lot of guys on the Giants defense. The Giants don't really have any world beaters on their defense. You know, um, when Landon Collins walked out the door this past offseason, the best player on the Giants defense walked out the door, and they have not replaced that best player on the Giants defense. There is nobody at that level. So this is going to be a defense by committee, like defense usually should be. And I think the importance of having guys who fit in a system and, and Golden clearly look at look at the body of work. Clearly, Golden fits in Betcher's system. The Giants knew that. There's no reason to believe that 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 maybe not 2016 form. I'm not I'm not predicting 12 and a half sacks, 13 sacks already, but there's no reason to not believe that he's not gonna get to six or seven sacks this year. It, it it would be foolish to ignore the importance of fitting back into that system. Justin, I know you know that as well as anybody, the importance of fit specifically the difference between running a four, three and three, four, having your hand in the ground and standing up. There's such a big difference in the way you can be utilized and the way you can use your body that fitting these guys into the right, into the right mold is extremely important. I also want to point out in his 2016 season, this is this is impressive in my eyes. 16 tackles for loss, 51, 51 total tackles. I'm not very good at math, but that's like roughly 30% of roughly 30% of his tackles were tackles for loss. That's a high number. That's that's impressive. And you look at the solo tackles is even is, is lower than that, obviously, 41. So that, that percentage goes up. Obviously, I don't know what. No, I don't know what percentage of the tackles for loss were combined and what were solo. But to me, along with the QB hits, 22, to me that, that shows me a guy who, when he's in that right fit and he can use his body correctly, he's in the backfield consistently. This is not a guy who gets swallowed up easily if he's used right, and I think Betcher will use him correctly. Yeah, and I think one of the main differences between him and Kareem Martin what a lot of people look to, I think maybe with this signing, is comparing it to Kareem Martin and comparing it to 
okay, this is the Giants just trying to bring in another ex-Arizona Cardinal that was in James Betcher's system a few years ago. Kareem Martin did not have these kind of numbers backing him up and these kind of numbers on his resume. Sure, he might have done some good things with James Betcher in Arizona, but it is nothing like this. We are talking about a guy who was on pace to become one of the best pass rushers in the league if he continued his trajectory. And I'm not just talking about with the sack numbers, because again, sack numbers can be very deceiving. You saw Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley, his second year in the league, he had some 14 sacks. You've seen him fall off a cliff since then because he did not consistently get QB pressures and get the QB hits. Marcus Golden, he has those advanced stats backing him. He has those performances where he is able to impact games in ways that maybe the camera or the ball doesn't necessarily always follow. He has that pedigree. He has that resume. Guys like Vic Beasley and then even some of the guys that we that we named in our in our list before from that 2015 draft class, like Leonard Williams, like Henry Anderson and Eddie Goldman, especially Leonard Williams. He was much more effective and productive, at least in terms of his efficiency as a pass rusher, than Leonard Williams. He was on pace to do that and to be better. And then, of course, the injury derailed him and James Betcher leaving Arizona derailed him. So that's why I think the optimism for Marcus Golden, and that's really what we have right now. It's it's optimism. It's there. It's tangible. It's because you can look at the numbers and you can look at the production and that the fact that it was there. And and what's a little discouraging right now, at least to start training camp and to start, you know, the the we basically saw the 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 first depth chart for the team was released uh, one or two days ago. Whenever you're listening to this, Marcus Golden was a backup to Kareem Martin. Now. We're not going to take that much stock into depth charts, and especially when it's the first team depth chart, or even we may not even take that much consideration to depth charts at all because of how many guys, how many guys James Betcher uses, puts in and out of his defense, and where he's using and utilizing guys in different spots. And I think David, were you were you talking about that a few minutes ago or no? Yeah, it's 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 so important understanding the way that that these guys are going to be used. My overall point is the Giants need guys who have shown that they can get in the backfield and they can make a play. And Marcus Golden in 20, 2016, that's not an aberration. 12 and a half sacks doesn't just show up and then disappear. That doesn't happen. If you can, if you can get 12 and a half sacks in the league, something was working very, very well for you. It was a combination of your skill set and the way you're being utilized. That doesn't just disappear. The only thing that changed two things was his health and the coach we're banking on the fact that he is back to full to to full health and the coach has returned and and as we've pointed out a couple times here the giants defense has been constructed similarly to the way that the cardinals defense was constructed the the giants are essentially the east coast cardinals i love that so they've been constructed very similarly which means that production that's going to be there those guarantee you that the Giants' defense this year are going to be running plays that are exactly the same as they as as Golden was running twenty sixteen, which got him a career year. So let's so let's talk about that, David. We rewatched his best game from two thousand sixteen against the 49ers, where he had ten tackles, seven solo tackles, two sacks, three QB hits, and what we saw was some weaknesses and some strengths. When an offensive tackle does get fully engaged with him, 
He has a hard time of working out of a block because let's face it, some of these outside linebackers, some of these three, four outside linebackers, they don't have the same size that these defensive ends do, especially in a four, three. So that's a weakness of his. However, off the line, he is quick and he is able to use his hands and multiple moves to penetrate the pocket. He also did make some impressive plays in the run game where he would beat his man from the snap. Another thing is he would be used in the blitz game on third downs as an inside linebacker. This I thought was very interesting where he would have, you know, you would have third downs where he would be coming off of the right side of the offensive line and he'd be one-on-one against the right tackle and either his hand would be in the ground um, outside as a seven technique or he would be, you know, his hand would be off the ground. Then he would be pass rushing as an outside linebacker. But also what you saw a ton from that football game is Marcus Golden lining up in A-gap and B-cap and either running a stunt or he would pass the rusher from as an inside linebacker. Now, that I did not know until we actually watched some film. I don't know if the Giants are going to do the same thing because they do have some established inside linebackers with Tay Davis and Al Gogletree. I don't know if they'd be willing to do that again, but one of the sacks that he had in that game was when he was rushing, pass rushing as an inside linebacker. So I thought that was really, really um, kind of strange, but also pretty cool to see that he can be used in multiple ways. It's just, I do not know if he actually will be used that way in 2019. I don't see why he wouldn't be. And and, and my whole, I've, I'm going to keep saying it and people are going to get tired of me saying it, but versatility doesn't just mean you have a lot of different guys who are capable of playing playing the game. It means on any given play, and I'm not talking literally, you know, for for half the game, line him up in the middle. All I'm saying is stunt him, like you're like you're saying. All you need is a stunt. You stunt the guy up the middle, and and all you get is a twist between Ogletree and Golden, and Golden brings a different a different kind of pass rush than Ogletree does. Or and also and also. Um, Golden brings a different kind of pass rush than Kareem Martin. That's very true. That is very true. <laughs> at least, at least that's the hope. I don't make a. By the way, I don't make a very big. I don't. I'm not making a very big deal out of the fact that Golden is the two behind Kareem Martin on the initial depth chart. We talked about it briefly before we started, Justin. I don't really think it. It's in in my opinion, it's probably more of just Shermer saying, "Earn your keep." Okay. I really don't know how important to this defense the depth chart is going to be. You're going to see so many different guys doing so many different things. You'll see Golden playing, regardless of his spot on the depth chart. I just hope that he is showing what he can do during camp and that Kareem Martin is not outplaying him. That That's, that's my only hope, and that's my only concern. So... Um, David, as we move as we move kind of forward and as we kind of get into our predictions and wrap up, in 2016, something that I feel like is important to highlight, him and Chandler Jones both recorded double-digit double digit sacks. And we made the point during Lorenzo Carter's previewing the Giants episode, back in our first previewing the Giants episode, that he does not have anybody opposite of him that wows you like a Chandler Jones does. However... Golden does have Lorenzo Carter opposite of him, and that can present a great opportunity for Marcus Golden in 2019. So, is that a you know does does that kind of does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they'll they'll feed off of each other. I'm not comfortable putting a label on Lorenzo Carter just yet as being the guy that's going to free up so much room. He's not Chandler Jones, and I know you're not trying to say that. Um, 
but I don't think I'm not comfortable giving Carter the nod as the reason why things are going to open up for Golden. I think they're going to feed off of each other a lot more because I think Golden is a lot more capable than we're giving him credit for. You know, like I said, 12 and a half sacks might be a bit lofty. Give me, give me five and a half sacks and, and 25 pressures. That's going to make Carter's job a hell of a lot easier. And, and, and it's going to be reciprocal. They're going to be helping each other. So you mentioned some predictions there. You threw you threw out a a five and a half sack number. So let's get to let's get to some predictions. Forty combined tackles, thirty solo, ten tackles for loss, sixteen QB hits, seven sacks, a Pro Football Focus of seventy two, and QB pressures at around thirty. Um, I like it. The sacks are a little high. I think I I think the sacks are high. I think the QB pressures are high. Right. Um, I think he'll be successful and I think the Giants will be successful using him as a blitzer. I think he will ultimately get to the quarterback a bit. I don't think his numbers will be that high. I think, I think the sacks will be more in the five sack range. I think the QB pressures will be more down in the 20, 20, 23, 24. I think his tackles will be up though. I think, um, I think you could be looking at closer to his 2016 tackles. I just really, really like the idea of how much I believe he's going to be in the backfield. And, and the way that Betcher will use him will put him one-on-one with the ball carrier a lot. So I would say more 50, 50 combined tackles, 40 solo, very mirroring of his 2016. Um, I think his tackles for loss will be up. I think his tackles for loss will be more in the 15 range. But I think the sacks will be lower. Pro football focus, I'm only going to give a grade because you gave one. I just like to be different than you. So you said 72. I will happily say 68. Okay. Around the 70 range is solid. I mean, it's not great, but I mean, around the 70 range, I mean, it, it's it's a solid grade, you know, pro football focus. It's it's tough to get a good pro football focus grade, and I think that's the that's the beauty of it. But like I said, this defense is a defense by committee. I would not expect anybody to have a, a super high pro football focus grade. I, I, I think these guys are going to feed off of each other. I don't think any one player's stats are going to be that pretty. And, and I think... If everybody's contributing, that means that the defense is playing at its peak capacity. And also another guy that I think we're forgetting about, maybe when I did these predictions, because I'm just so for Marcus Golden, but Ocean Eximenez is going to definitely be taking snaps from some folks this year other than Lorenzo Carter. Or maybe he even relieves Lorenzo Carter of his certain duties that he's going to have during the middle of the season. So that's also a wild card when including these predictions. All right, David, do you have any final thoughts on Marcus Golden as we head forth into the day and into our entire lives? Any final thoughts on Marcus Golden specifically? No, I don't. Uh, I'd like to reiterate, Justin, we're having a very good time doing these episodes. Um, I hope everyone, they seem to be, they seem to be fairly well, well received so far. Yes, Justin, would you agree? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we, we've been pretty much, you know, once, twice a week, we've been breaking our downloads records, um, which thank you. So today, the day that we're actually recording this today, we broke a download record when we released a regular weekly episode. So thank you very much. They, I, I hope all of you are enjoying these. Yeah. And, and Justin and I, obviously, we really appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. We, we, it wasn't very long ago that we were getting very different listening numbers, right, Justin? That That is true. So, so thank you again for, for everybody tuning in consistently, and, and I'm, I'm excited for this season with, with everybody. This be, it's going to be a good time. So, David, keep on bleeding blue, and 
Stay beautiful, everybody.